listening to the Marietta Seventh-day Adventist Church podcast. Today's message comes to us from Senior Pastor of Marietta Seventh-day Adventist Church, Matthew Smith. If you've ever lived on the West Coast, down by Loma Linda or, La, or uh, Los Angeles, you might have experienced an earthquake. Anybody live through an earthquake? Yeah, a bunch of you. I, I've lived through one, although it happened in South Carolina and Atlanta felt the shaking, but I slept through it like a baby. I felt like I missed something in my life because I've never really experienced walls moving or bridges collapsing or skyscrapers swaying. I kind of want to see that one day. Maybe I don't. I don't know. You guys that lived out in the West Coast, I don't? Okay. I still do, even though you say I don't. This sounds kind of interesting. Um, if you have children, then you've experienced many earthquakes in your life. What I mean is, for children, little things are huge things. And little things can be earth-shattering to little kids that make them crumple to the floor and let their tears cry forever. I, you know, on Facebook the other day, not too long ago, I noticed a post of little earthquakes in little kids' lives that were huge deals. I've got a few pictures for you. This first one is probably the best one. I should have saved it for last. Here's a small deal that was a big deal for this kid. There he is. He's having a, it's an earthquake in his life because he didn't want to share his leg hole in the shopping cart. I mean, don't you feel for the boy? He's got to share it with his sister. Look at the sister's face. She's like, this is not a big deal. Uh, how about this kid? I mean, this is, this is earth-shattering news for him when his mom said that she couldn't fix his cracker. Oh, poor baby. Ah, uh, this next one. This little girl uh, must have been having a bad morning, but this shattered her world when her mom just said, good morning. Face down on the carpet, crying. Oh, man. Oh, I feel bad for this little girl. She couldn't handle it anymore when her mom said she couldn't wear dirty underwear as a hat. Gross. This is gross. Ah, this little guy. He doesn't want to go, even though we've repeatedly told him we're not going anywhere. Have you had kids like this? But I don't want to go. We're not going anywhere. I know, but I don't want to go. You've had them before. Ah, this last one. I like this one. Uh, this little girl, her life came crashing down around her when her brother joined her for breakfast. And look at his face. He's like, are you kidding me right now? And while little kids have little things that are huge in their life that will just tear them down, that makes their whole world tremble, Oftentimes we as adults or youth or whatever age bracket you are, you experience something in life that will, will shatter you, will make you quake in your boots, that makes you tremble to your knees, sometimes even makes your faith shaky. Uh, we all have experienced stuff like that, even questioning about the, the Father, the God of the universe, and his love for you. But I've got great news for you this morning. I've got fantastic news for you this morning, and it sounds like this. I'm going to do some reading because I want you to hear it right. Though the mountains shake around you, though life comes crashing down around you, though struggles happen to you, though trouble seems to always find you, though sin keeps on strangling you, though pathetic life sometimes is real life, 
Though family leave because you're a failure, though friends disappear when you need them the most, though the very foundation of life seems to tremble and fall, though the mountains be shaken, God's love is eternal. I mean, isn't that great news? God's love is eternal. It never stops. It never ends, it never weakens, it never dies, it never fails, it isn't determined on how good you are, it doesn't care how many Facebook friends you have, some of you said amen, <laughs> amen, doesn't keep a record of your sins and then love accordingly, it doesn't wait for you to love God back, it doesn't depend on your net worth or what kind of grades you get in school, it doesn't depend if you're on the church board or not. It doesn't depend if you're vegan, vegetarian, or you're a meat eater. God's love is eternal. If you've got your Bibles, I invite you to read it with me in Isaiah chapter 54. (laughs) I want you to turn it in your Bibles to this uh, passage. We're not going context. This isn't an expository sermon where we're going line by line or you're getting all the ins and outs of it. We are literally opening our Bibles to look at one single verse that's out of context, you can read the context, it still means the same. If it's digital, that's great. I want you to open your Bible so that you can take a pen, not a pencil, a pen and underline this. If you've got a highlighter, highlight it. If you've, got, if you've got a pew Bible, you can underline it in there, I don't care. If you've got a digital version on your phone, highlight it, save it, whatever. Make this your, uh, whatever, your Facebook profile picture if you want, I don't care. Isaiah 54, verse 10. You've got to have it. This has to be in your life. If you're there, say, let's go. Okay, here we go. Isaiah 54, verse 10 says this. Though, it's on page uh, 670 in the Pew Bible, if you are still finding it. Isaiah 54, 10 says this. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Oh, man, isn't that rich? Here, here, I'll put it on the screen for you. It says this, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Do you believe it? I mean, sometimes it's hard to understand a God who loves you like that because we often put God, uh, we see him through the lens of humanity, will say, okay, well, I know what human love looks like, and so if this is how human love looks, then it must be similar to how God loves me, and yet human love is ridiculous. We give up if we don't get our way. We quit when we feel like a failure. We stop caring when we get hurt. We turn away when the going gets tough. We unfriend people because they said something on Facebook. Anybody? Maybe you should unfriend more people. I don't know. When people send out a distress call, even if it's on social media, what do we do? Keep scrolling, don't we? Hope somebody else reaches out to them. Maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. (laughs) But here's the reality is that God's love is eternal. Do you believe it? I mean, from before you were even an idea in your mom and dad's minds about having kids, God loved you. He has loved you. He does love you. And he will always love you. Before you were born, he's loved you. In fact, his love is eternal. And here's the beautiful part. Here's the beautiful part about God's love. 
Yes, he's the God of the universe, the creator of everything, and yet he knows what it's like to be in your shoes. I mean, what an awesome God that doesn't just stand above you, but he comes next to you. He doesn't just love you from afar, he loves you in your midst. I mean, you think about um, Jesus coming to us. Isaiah talks about him uh, in the previous chapter in Isaiah 53. Here's how Isaiah, as he's talking forward in history, prophetically about Jesus, here's what Isaiah says. He says, Jesus was oppressed and afflicted. See, here's the thing. Jesus is well acquainted with human issues. Jesus was bullied. Lots of people didn't like him and they told him about it. He knows what peer pressure is like. People said, oh, Jesus, set up your kingdom. Or this morning I was thinking, Jesus is on the cross, and somebody says, hey, if you're, so, if you're the Son of God, pull yourself off the cross. That's peer pressure. He can do it in an instant. He understands what it's like to have peer pressure. He understands financial problems. I mean, he was basically homeless, a nomad traveling from town to town, finding a place to lay his head every night. He knows what it's like to struggle to make choices that honor and glorify God. I mean, as I, as I think about Jesus, I wonder how many times did he say, humanity is hard. I wonder how many times he wanted to give up on the plan of salvation. He understands. He knows what it's like to have friends that desert you. In his own life, when the going got rough, his disciples were out of there. He knows what it's like to be accused of something that he was innocent of as he stands before Pilate and Herod and the priests and the crowd as they say, crucify him. He knows. He knows what it's like to be human. He knows what it's like to have hurts, to have loss, and to be unloved. He knows what it's like to be you. And Isaiah says he was oppressed and afflicted. A few verses later, Isaiah continues, he says this, but he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities, the punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. That's love. That's love eternal. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, in his book, God declares his love for you. Here's what he says. God says, I have loved you with a, what kind of love? Everlasting. I mean, that's such a beautiful word. It means it goes on and on and on and on and on and it never stops. It never ends. It, no matter the roller coaster and ups and downs of life, it continues on no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what you will do. It goes on and on and never stops, never weakens, never dies, never fails. As I'm thinking about on and on and everlasting, uh, something comes to mind. If you own a house, you'll understand this. If you own a home, you understand what everlasting means. Because the one thing in a house that is everlasting is the honey-do list. Am I right? Oh, man, it never ends. It, uh, and I, don't, I mean, it doesn't matter who makes the list. It's just every homeowner has it. You've got to paint this. You've got to maintain this. You've got to do this. Uh, just the other day, I was coming down from bringing the trash cans down from the road, bringing it down, opened the, the gate, moved, moved them in to buy the house, and I noticed the outside air conditioning unit of our house and the, the pipes that go up into the house, there was ice on them. Yeah, you, you see, you homeowners, there it is. Oh, you know what that means. 95 degrees outside, this is going to be miserable tonight. It means that uh, you probably need some Freon, or, or the, the, there's not airflow in your system. So I called my HVAC guy. Everybody's got a guy, right? I called my guy. He's a nice guy. He, he shows up. Yep, sure enough, need a couple of pounds of Freon. 
So 30 minutes later and $300 later, we have air conditioning again. Always, every summer, it doesn't matter. It's always this, it goes on and on and on. It's everlasting. If you have a car, you know what everlasting is. They always need oil changes. They always need tires rotated. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a car that was everlasting? I mean, Tesla's going pretty well. I mean, they're doing some cool stuff, but their batteries don't last forever. Everlasting. What about this one? You ever been stung by a bee? Mm-mm. Yellow jacket? It hurts. And it's like the pain goes on and on and on. In fact, I mean, the stinger's out and you still have this throbbing pain like it's still stinging you for hours on end. <laughs> this last week, as I was thinking about things that are everlasting, it made me think of how most things that are everlasting are negative. Now you're thinking about trying to think about positive things. I thought all week. I, did, I only came up with one. First service didn't give me any ideas either. So at the end of the day, if you come out there and say, hey, here's something that's positive, that's everlasting, let me know. Because the only thing that I can think of that is everlasting, that never ends, that is positive, is God's eternal love for you. It never ends. It never stops. It never weakens. It never fails. God's love is eternal. Jesus died on a cross to show you and me that His love is eternal. The brow of the Savior was pierced so that you and I would know that God's love is eternal. The blood of Jesus was spilled so you and I would know that God's love is eternal. Though the mountains shake in your life, though your life crumbles and falls, though friends leave you, though everything else fails you, there's one thing you can count on, and that is that God's love never fails. It's eternal. I think sometimes, as humans, we naturally suffer from guilt and shame. And it forces us to feel unworthy, which we are. But that unworthy feeling makes it hard for us to believe that there's a God that loves us no matter what. No matter what you've done, no matter what you're doing, He still loves you. Oftentimes, Uh, We feel unreachable because of circumstances and things that have happened in life. Uh, You know, this last year in this church, there have been so many funerals. They say they come in threes. Man, we've had sets of threes in this church over and over again. We've had uh, Connie Starkey. She's the human resource uh, lady in our conference. She's been sending out email after email of people in our conference or connected to our conference or, or retired from our conference of people that have died. They have funeral services. We, we just had uh, Verla Becker just weeks ago here. A conference person, a church member here, that has, her life is done. And we suffer from loss. Just this weekend, uh, my wife's grandma, Katie McGee, is up in Dalton, Georgia, and she's in hospice now. Uh, they say she may have days, maybe even hours to live. There's loss. And when we feel loss, it makes us feel far from God. Like He doesn't care. Like He's not really there. And yet, His love is eternal. It's always there, no matter what kind of earthquake you face. His love is eternal. It's everlasting. One of my favorite Bible, write, uh, Bible commentators 
Ellen White, she writes in this book, Desire of Ages, one of my favorite books, talks all about Jesus. She writes this. It's kind of small print, but listen carefully. You can just close your eyes and listen if you'd like. Through all our trials, we have a never-failing helper. He does not leave us alone to struggle with temptation, to battle with evil, and be finally crushed with burdens and sorrow. Though now He is hidden from mortal sight. We are all mortal. Though now we can't see Him, the ear of faith can hear His voice saying to you this morning, Fear not, I am with you. I've endured your sorrows, experienced your struggles, encountered your temptations. I know your tears. I also have wept. The griefs that lie too deep to be breathed into any human ear, I know. Think not that you are desolate and forsaken. Though your pain touch no responsive cord in any heart on earth, look to me and live. Isn't that powerful? I've always been fascinated with a city, an ancient city of Pompeii in Italy. Ah, uh, there's got this big volcanic mountain. What's the name of the mountain? Anybody know? Mount Vesuvius. Yeah, it's right there on the coast, or at least on this giant map of this boot, it looks like it's on the coast. I've never been there. Some people in first service were talking about it. They said, it's awesome, you've got to go. I'd like to go. I think it'd be cool. Mount Vesuvius, this volcanic mountain. Oh, uh, man, Pompeii was a beautiful city. Here's some pictures of it, the ancient city. It's got all the, the, the columns, of course, this little amphitheater. Look at the murals painted on the wall that are there. It's gorgeous. I'd love to go there one day. And if you know the story, in 79 A.D., that's a long time ago. That's not much longer after Jesus walked this earth. Mount Vesuvius could not hold back any longer and let loose with a stream of molten lava and ash that was unlike any other eruption before. And within a matter of moments, the city of Pompeii was covered feet deep with ash all over the city. Uh, people didn't have a lot of time to react. They felt the earth tremble. They, they saw them, the volcano spewing. But within a matter of moments, it was over. And so, uh, everyone dies. But in 1863, quite a few years ago, this guy named Giuseppe Fiorelli, he came up with an idea. As he was excavating the site, he realized that there were these holes in the ash. And those holes were the tombs of human bodies that had decayed over the years. And so he said, how can I see what was going on there? And so he realized if he poured plaster into these holes, that they would see the form of the human that was there. And so this is what some of them looked like. Uh, I don't know how instantaneous... I mean, this person is in the fetal position. Maybe they were just terrified, and they curled up in a ball. I don't know, maybe they were taking a nap. I don't know. This other guy, maybe he was running and just fell, and that's how he's permanently for all eternity marked. Uh, they, there's even this picture right here of a, a mother and maybe a, maybe a baby. I don't know if they were playing when it happened, or maybe she was on her side and holding the baby as the, as the volcano erupted. But amongst all these casts of the people, Giuseppe found this, this couple. There they are. I don't know what they were doing. Maybe they were watching TV on the couch, taking a nap. I would say that, that I'm going to say, and we don't know, you can't prove me wrong, I'm going to suggest that it's a husband and a wife, uh, a couple together that loves each other so much. Maybe they're holding hands, they're embracing, and as that earth begins to quake, as that volcano begins to erupt, as they're facing certain death, 
their love for each other is permanently, forever immortalized. Um, their love is just is there forever. You can't change it. It's rock now. Plaster. Forever and ever they will be together. Their love inseparable. No matter if the mountains shake around you. No matter if the world trembles around you at your feet. No matter if you feel out of control and far from God. God's love is eternal. It's permanent. It's forever immortalized. His love is everlasting. It's unfailing. What a God we serve. The one that we love who loved us first. Let me pray for you this morning. Heavenly Father, what a good God you are. We're unworthy, and yet we're grateful. We're thankful for your love for us as you showed it to us through Jesus. And God, we love you and can't wait to see you. In Jesus' name. hope you were inspired by today's message, and we would love to hear from you. If you would like to contact one of our pastors, find out more about what we believe, or for information about our service times in Marietta, Georgia, please visit www.mariettaadventist.org. If you were inspired by today's message, please share it with your friends. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are available.